0: Listen to them Children of the night What music they make
1: There are things that go bump in the night And we are the ones who bump back
0: I see dead people Somewhere in the cosmos Perhaps, intelligent life may be watching these lights of ours, aware of what they mean. Or do our lights wander a lifeless cosmos? I couldn't help at one point in my discussions with General Secretary Gorbachev, I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held. If suddenly there was
1: a threat to this world from another planet, outside in the universe. Well, I don't suppose we can
0: wait for some alien race to come down and threaten us, but I think that between us,
1: we can bring about that realization.
0: Good evening, Crypt Keepers, and welcome to the latest episode of Cryptique. I am Jay, and I'm joined by your friend and mine, Ryan, for this journey into the abyss. Please take just a couple of minutes to like or subscribe to Cryptique. Leave us a rating if you like the show and write a review. If you have a particular topic you'd like us to cover, shoot us an email at cryptiquepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy true crime stories about occult killers and murderers that have a paranormal twist, I urge you to check out the Exploring Evil podcast. I just dropped an episode on the San Francisco witch killers. You can find it everywhere you find Cryptique. If you're into movies, check out Ryan's other podcast, Hal. He and his co-host Joe discuss movies past and present, and they may be able to help you find your new favorite movie. They recently covered the Blade movies and talked about why the sequel may be better than the first. Ryan suggested our topic for tonight. All right, so what are we talking about tonight?
1: Tonight we are discussing Zozo, which is a demon... Maybe. Could also be a Tulpa. Might be ancient. Might not be. Has kind of a mysterious past. And that mysterious present really seems to be kind of an internet phenomenon right now. It's referenced on stories online, you know, like the No Sleep Forum on Reddit. And it's been featured in episodes of Ghost Adventures. And it is supposedly an ancient demon. Possibly the same one that possessed Roland Doe, which is the basis of The Exorcist. And most commonly, it comes through Ouija board sessions. And what it tends to do is behave in a friendly way or try to pretend to be a person that you're trying to contact or the kind of entity you expect to encounter. And if you continue to talk to it long enough, it eventually reveals kind of its true colors
0: dark side. Yeah. So the name Zozo or the other names that they have for it, like Zozo. And I think there was like Zuzo, um, similar names that people have kind of all lumped together Mm -hmm. saying that it's the, the same entity. One of them. Well, the first one that we, I guess can kind of verify, came from the 1816 book Dictionnaire Infernal by Colin de Plancy. It is the story of a young girl who claimed to be possessed by three demons named Mimi, Capulet, or Capulet, and Zozo. I'm assuming it's Capulet because it's French. So they say that this girl walked down the street on all fours, sometimes forwards, sometimes backwards, Sometimes she walked on her hands with her feet in the air and that she basically blamed the demons saying that this is how they wanted her to act. That is from 1816. What are their information? You have more information on that, I think. right? Yeah,
1: I found the same story, but I found an article that kind of went back and forth on it a little bit, kind of talking about some of the points that validate it, but some of the other ones that make it a little bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. supposedly this girl, you know, during the same period, you know, was known to do all the things that you said. And when they came in to exercise these demons and remove them from her and from the house, the story is that all of the windows in the house blew out at once. Right. When they left. So that and her odd behavior seemed to, seemed to track. They square mm-hmm. with the story that she was being influenced by something. But then more... Articles that I found reference the fact that this girl may have had some kind of other problems, either behavioral or psychological, Mm -hmm. and that she had been in trouble with kind of the local law enforcement for behaving in this strange way, the walking down the street and kicking at people sort of thing. And she has apparently been arrested at some point for feigning being possessed. Mm. So... I don't know which is valid. Something that's separated from us by more than 200 years is pretty hard to validate, but it's a note that should at least be thrown out there.
0: I guess that would kind of be around the time that we as a human race sort of discovered mental illness, more or less, and kind of put the thought of uh, demonic possession a little bit further back than where it was because, you know, in the 1500s, 1400s, anytime somebody had epilepsy or possible other special needs, they were assumed to be possessed by a demon. As far as feigning goes, you know, I I know I couldn't walk down the street or across the room (laughs) on my hands. Uh, I could do it on all fours, probably forwards and backwards, but If it's true that the windows all blew out, that would be something that would be pretty hard to fake.
1: Yeah, that's not really a behavioral thing.
0: (laughs) Right. So if that is a fact, then that really points in the direction that maybe she she did have some demons. Mm -hmm. So that's from the 1816 book. Uh, When did that actually happen?
1: I did not find when that happened. The date I kept seeing reference was 1816.
0: So we're going to assume that's around the time when it happened, the early 1800s. Mm. But in my research, I found that a symbol etching out the name Zozo as a code for the god Saturn appeared in a banned occult book in 1521. And as we talked about earlier, the name Zozo is another Pseudonym, I guess, for Zozo, which would make sense. But I guess that's the British spelling. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we know that Led Zeppelin has a an album called Zozo, and that was the symbol for their guitarist, the famous or infamous Jimmy Page.
1: Yes, and one of the kind of suspicious things about the Zozo story. And the story that brought it into kind of public knowledge, which I'm getting a little bit ahead of where we are. So the guy who told us this story, Darren Evans, and by us, I mean kind of the world, introduced it into popular culture and common knowledge, is a self-confessed fan of Led Zeppelin.
0: I read, like, super fan.
1: Yeah. So it's one of these things. There are a couple things with, with Zozo that make it a little bit hard to believe, or maybe I should say that it's easier to believe that there is something else going on and there's a reason for people to be kind of projecting their own intentions into this or putting their own spin on it. You know, one of those being Darren Evans being a fan of this band, knowing the symbol and this symbol now being associated with him.
0: And he's made a good chunk of money, right? He, he wrote a book and
1: yeah, he's been on, yeah, been on TV, written books But do we want to get into some more of the behaviors? Yeah,
0: let's do that.
1: So the most common thing that happens when somebody accidentally, or I guess even on purpose, summons Zozo or encounters him using a spirit board. And he is referred to as a he overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. is the planchette will move from Z to O over and over or Z to A or, you know, sometimes there are these other
0: aliases
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Or patterns that the planchette makes. But the thing that's really telling is the way it moves. And everybody claims that it will either move in a rainbow pattern back and forth across the board. Mm -hmm. I guess that would be like an arc. Or it moves rapidly in a figure of eight pattern from one to the other.
0: Yeah, that's what I found too. I guess at this point, you know, we should say that It's probably not a good idea to try and contact Zozo if you believe that you can actually contact him through a spirit board, a Ouija board, or any other means. Because if this is something that you believe in, then it's he only comes with nefarious purposes. And It's one thing, you know, for people to try and use an Ouija board to contact their grandma or, you know, something like that. And that's dangerous enough. But if you're trying to contact Zozo and you believe in Zozo, then that's a horrible idea because he only has bad intentions for you.
1: Yeah. And the intentions lead into the idea that Zozo might not be a demon, but might actually be a tulpa which I'm not sure if we've talked about here. I know you and I have talked about it before, but a Tulpa is essentially just a thought form. It Mm -hmm. is a, an entity or a thing willed into being by the intentions of people trying to summon it. You know, there are a lot of stories about Tulpas that were summoned that were positive, that tried to help with something. And there are a lot of them that are negative. A lot of Occult practices and groups tried to either summon demons or create talpas mm-hmm. to carry out whatever it is that they wanted, whether that was killing people or influencing world events or trying to accumulate wealth or gain some kind of competitive edge. Um, there is a possibility that because so many people focus on this entity that, you know, we're feeding it mm-hmm. and that this tulpa is continuing to exist because we're paying attention to it. But if you don't mind, I could read one of the stories that I found on Reddit, because I did look around online for people who had had their own experiences with it. Since you're talking about not playing around with, uh, you know, with contacting this thing if you don't really know what you're doing, I found at least two stories that relate to that. All right. Well, let's let's hear a story. Okay. So I will just read this one verbatim from the Reddit post, but... okay. This was somebody who responded to a post asking, just for information about, you know, I've heard of this thing. What is it? So this person says, my ex played with a Ouija board as a kid in his garage with his neighbor. They were contacted by this Zozo demon being kids. They didn't know how to officially end the session. And they just got scared when the lights flickered and realized it wasn't either of them messing with the other and put the board away. Years later, I moved into the house with him and weird stuff started happening, and one day I was cleaning the garage and I found the board sticking out of a rafter on the ceiling of the garage and pulled it out and showed him and joked about it. He immediately freaked out and asked where I found it because he thought it was locked up in a small storage room by padlock with a lost key in the basement. He wouldn't tell me for a really long time why it bothered him so much till one day I was looking up bad experience stories with boards hoping to find something that would tell me why he was so scared of it. My phone started glitching and literally spelling out Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z-O and then H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A. I freaked out and showed him while it was still glitching and spelling it out. That's when he finally told me the story and how weird stuff has happened to him ever since he was a kid and messed with the board. He still didn't really want to talk about it and when I told him we should do a session to officially end the years-long session they started, he got all defensive. Like, he didn't want the weird stuff to go away. He just didn't want to talk about it or bring attention to it. I ended up doing a session alone and telling the board that the session that started everything was ending now. I moved out shortly after, and I'm not sure if it worked or not. So, I don't... I don't know that I totally buy this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I buy that a phone will glitch and spell out a name or laughing mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it does go along with... Another thing that I've read about encountering this entity, which is that it brings a lot of negativity into your life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's external negativity. It's feelings of depression or anxiety or objects being moved or missing. But some people also claim that they themselves have had some kind of personality change after encountering it. Right. And that they will find themselves doing things and making decisions that they would not have otherwise. And a lot of people just saying, like, this will mess your life up. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to contact it.
0: There's a couple stories that I found where uh, one, a young lady in her 20s had some friends over, and they wanted to play with the Ouija board, and they came into contact with Zozo, and the... A Ouija board kept spelling out, you know, after the whole figure eight pattern and Zozo and all that, it kept spelling out, I want her. And allegedly it spelled out the name of one of the girls that was, you know, using the planchette. And the girl who's telling the story said that she felt a sense of dread and that she all of a sudden felt this hatred for this girl who was her friend.
1: Mm.
0: And that's pretty much as far as it got. You know, she didn't say that she thought about killing her or anything like that, but that the uh, planchette eventually started to get really hot, and they could all feel it. And she doesn't say whether... Well, I guess I should go into... When people do an Ouija board session, you're supposed to close out the session by going to goodbye, which is one of the words that's on most uh, Ouija boards. And that didn't necessarily work. And a lot of the things that happened afterwards took a long time to wear off. Like, it, it took her a couple days to get back to feeling normal and to not have this feeling of hatred towards her friend. And that kind of goes into another, I I guess you could say, fact about Zozo, is that even when you go to goodbye, when you're working the planchette, you have to be the one that actually pushes it to goodbye. It's not usually something that is being contacted will... You know, I guess force you to go to or control your, you know, your motions to make the plan check go to goodbye. That's something that the group has to do on its own. But in my research, at least, the goodbye doesn't work with Zozo. That he can stay around as long as he wants, and whether you go to goodbye or not, that doesn't really affect him at all. So that's another thing that's kind of scary, and. It also points to it not being a good idea to use an Ouija board. If goodbye doesn't work, then you're just left with an open door. So it's kind of like if someone who's menacing and threatening, uh, comes to your front porch, are you just going to leave the door open? Probably not. So it's kind of the same thing with the Ouija board. If you can't close the door, then you're in trouble. Well, let's jump back to tulpas for a second. So a tulpa is a thought form that people basically try and conjure something out of their own mind or uh, set intentions to create something or however you want to say it. So which is scarier? Zozo's a real demon from hell or it's a demon that you create in your own mind and it's actually, you know, brought forth to reality.
1: That's a really good question. Yeah. Cause if you put together the combined negative intention of everybody who's focusing on it, that could be a lot worse yeah, than whatever it would have brought to the table on its own. So I, I think maybe if it's a, Although, see, I don't think that anybody's... Okay, I'm going to say that if it's a real demon, that's worse. Okay. Because I think what people are doing, if they are creating it inadvertently, they're just trying to, like, scare themselves Mm -hmm. and have fun. So they're creating something that does that, that scares them. So the intention with it wouldn't be that diabolical. Mm -hmm. It would be to be scary. You know, they want to use the board. They want to have fun with their friends and get scared. So... That's, that's my answer. What do you think? Well,
0: it's questionable because if it is indeed a real demon, there are ways to kind of exercise yourself of that demon. There's ways to protect yourself from that demon. There's ways to kind of eliminate it from your life in different religions. But if it's in your own head, is that more difficult to get rid of than it would be if it was something that you could, you know, pray for deliverance from or pray to, you know, have removed from your life? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. E- either way, it's pretty scary.
1: Yeah. It would almost be like a um, like a placebo type situation. Sure. If it's not real, but you see a priest or some kind of spiritual person over it and they tell you they can get rid of it, you might believe that it's gone and then it is. That's a good point. So maybe it's easier, I don't know.
0: So what are some things that would let you know that you've contacted Zozo aside from the figure eight pattern or the arcing pattern? What are some things that happen to people that believe that they've come in contact with Zozo, either through an Ouija board or, um, you know, an EVP session or automatic writing or, you know, even focusing on the tulpa. What are some, I guess, symptoms of what happens next?
1: From my research, the most common symptoms are kind of persistent feelings of sadness and anxiety, Mm -hmm. like a dark sort of pressure or weight. Um, And then from there it's shadows. Mm -hmm. Either shadows immediately around the board or shadows around the room. Things kind of moving at the corner of your vision. And somewhat related somewhat unrelated there are stories that I've been listening to lately from other shows about occult groups from back in the early, let's say early 1800s all the way up to the 1950s. Mm -hmm. And shadows are a common thing Yes. when you try to summon anything. So I don't know that the shadows are that unusual when it comes to trying to summon something by a Ouija board, but they seem to happen pretty commonly with Zozo in particular.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things, you know, and I guess this could go for any demon summoning, but uh, scratches. Scratches tend to Mm -hmm. appear on people when they try and contact Zozo. One thing that I guess we touched on a little bit, is that when Zozo first appears, it's not necessarily that he starts off by going, you know, zeo, and, you know, doing the figure eight pattern. He may start off by appearing to be a loved one that you're trying to contact. So you don't necessarily have to get on an Ouija board and say, you know, is Zozo out there? It's something that, uh-huh. you know, he he kind of seems to be, I, I guess, I don't know. You know, there's spirits of the air, there's demons of the abyss, all that sort of stuff. And it kind of seems like Zozo is the demon of the Ouija board. Because that's how most contacts, all contacts that came up in my research came up through an Ouija board. But he'll start off being kind, uh, being friendly, maybe giving you answers that you seek from a dead relative or something like that. And then later reveals himself once you've kind of, I guess, let your guard down, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's also said that he even fools psychics. So psychics might be brought in to help somebody that's contacted this demon or whatever. And Zozo will appear to be many spirits and not just one, which seems to be kind of a running theme in demonology is it always seems like anyone who is allegedly possessed or contacted it's always many demons. It's not just one. And I don't know if that's a tactic that maybe a demon would use to appear more powerful or it's really true or uh, just something that, you know, Zozo does to appear more powerful or just to fool people.
1: It does seem like fooling people is something that it enjoys. Because I've read... Similar things that it will try to confuse you by pretending to be a number of spirits, some claim that it will pretend to be the spirit of a young boy or a young child mm-hmm. um that's afraid of some other presence, and it kind of puts on a little bit of uh, almost like a little pageantry in how it tries to communicate with people because it presents this story and this experience. Of talking to one entity and then another takes over and then another and then the first one's back. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me to think of what it might get from that. Because that's something I've read a lot is that, you know, a lot of these entities that come to mess with you, they're not really that dangerous necessarily. Mm -hmm. But they get something out of our confusion and out of our fear and out of, you know, whatever kind of emotions or intention they evoke from us,
0: they feed on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I found an article it's an article that was written by a Miss Vinnie Tan and I'm just going to kind of read this one verbatim too negative beings once attached to a person will come in all forms shapes and sizes to trick us and eventually bring harm to us contacting supernatural beings can never be used for fun because the consequences are not going to be fun in the end. Having said all this, my research will perhaps be beneficial in forewarning people about this danger. There are many unseen beings that can harm us, and all they need is a portal to enter our lives. Stay away. For those who have been affected by these negative beings, I recommend either of these two methods, and I'm probably going to butcher the names, but Sing Dongma and Dorje Shugden to remove them. You don't have to be Buddhist to engage in these powerful methods from Tibet for protection, dispelling negative supernatural beings and gaining control of our lives again. I wish you well. So this is something that came up when I duck, up Goad Zozo. So this is something that is directly related to Zozo and I find it interesting that there is a... Buddhist point of view and that it, it popped up, you know, with searching for Zozo and not just Buddhist demons or, you know, something of that nature. So apparently it's something that, you know, people the world over are at least familiar with. And in the rest of the article, it says most people do not know they are talking to Zozo until it is too late. Zozo can lie and mimic other spirits, he can pretend to be whoever the person using the Ouija board will be most sympathetic to. He can pretend to be the spirit of a scared little girl or a beloved relative who has passed. Even if you ask directly for a name, Zozo is not obligated to reveal himself. So it seems like he's kind of an attention whore and really likes to put his name out there, but it's also possible that he doesn't every time. Many people believe that the Ouija board should not be regarded as a toy or a game. They believe that it is a door to the spirit world, and it doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. Once the door is open, any spirit, good or evil, can walk through it and contact you, or worse. And then again, it goes on to say, If you do decide to use one, which Cryptique definitely does not recommend, follow the rules of an Ouija board it's also important not to use an Ouija board if you are afraid of coming into contact with Zozo or any demonic entity as they tend to prey on people's fear. So it's not really a uh, condemnation of using the Ouija board in general, but probably should be. Some other things that I found in Signs You're Talking to Zozo is the mood or the temperature of the room may suddenly shift So you could feel the room get cold or people could start to get agitated. Uh, Glass, especially mirrors, may break. And then, like I said, the scratches may appear on the body of anyone in the residence, even if they are not participating in the Ouija board session. And goes on to say, moving the planchette to goodbye. But again, if, if Zozo doesn't need to respect the goodbye, then it doesn't really do any good. But I guess if you are going to do an Ouija board session, you should close out with goodbye.
1: I did find a version of the story that you told earlier where the girl became aggressive towards her friend. Okay. And at least in the version that I found, maybe it was in yours and you kind of you know, just didn't read it word for word obviously, yeah. But the version I read, she talked about not just feeling hatred, but like laughing uncontrollably (laughs) and then crying (laughs) and smiling in weird ways and feeling like it wasn't her that was doing it. Mm -hmm. So more stuff to watch out for more behaviors with this thing more more so than just like i feel weird it's like some people are reporting uncontrollable emotional outbursts or just other behaviors right and most of it does seem to stem from ouija board use Uh, according to a page on zozo that came from gods and demons which does talk about the fact that zozo is also kind of a movie character now uh, they list out a few encounters, and most of them start with a Ouija board. There's the 1951 encounter with Roland Doe, which is the, you know, basis for The Exorcist, and it shows that that happened after using a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. In 1972, there was a mother named Doris Blither or Blither, right, in Los Angeles, who used the Ouija board, and then this entity was coming after her and her family. And then in 2012 in Tombstone, Nevada, a group of off duty soldiers were playing with a Ouija board and made contact with a spirit who told them that he had died in Tombstone Uh, on the way back to presumably their base, wherever they were going, one of the men started acting erratically and almost killed everyone in the car in a car crash before he kind of regained his senses.
0: Yeah, I, I saw the same story about the uh, military guys. And there's a certain amount, I mean, some people say they don't believe in coincidence, but I mean, there undoubtedly is a certain amount of coincidence in the world. And if you have a uh, an encounter with a black eyed kid or Zozo, And a week later, you get in a car accident because somebody else ran a stop sign. That doesn't necessarily mean that you were cursed by Zozo. You know, I mean, it could be that the other person just made a mistake. But in this case that you're talking about, yeah, I think that was directly related to attempting to contact Zozo. One thing I found that's very interesting is that Zozo was the original name for Curious George of the Curious George books. Hmm. So they, and obviously it has nothing to do with the, or does it have anything <laughs> to do with the Zozo demon? But it's very interesting. And I don't know how far back curious george goes you know i mean they were around when i was a kid but i don't know how far they go back i I guess it's kind of a good thing that he decided or you know the publisher whoever decided zozo wasn't the best name so hey crypt keepers i hope you're enjoying tonight's show about zozo the ouija board demon if you like what you hear please check out our other podcasts exploring evil and movie how We've got you covered for true crime and movie reviews, so tune in anywhere you find cryptique. Now back to Critique.
1: So, this story about Darren Evans, who we mentioned earlier, comes from an article published by Brent Swancer on MysteriousUniverse.org so i'll just read that verbatim here okay the story and its increasing popularity as it pertains to modern times can probably be best traced back to a terrifying experience related in 2009 by a man named darren evans who wove a terrifying tale of conjuring up the insidious entity on several occasions he would claim that the first time it had come to him on the planchette on the ouija board he was using went nuts spelling out z-o-z-o over and over again At first, the entity seemed friendly, but this changed in the coming days when it became more aggressive and mean before the demon announced that he would take Evans and his family to Paradise. When Evans asked where Paradise was, the board began to spell out H-E-L-L. Freaked out by this, he purportedly went to check on his girlfriend and his one-year-old baby, only to find her nowhere to be seen and his daughter drowning in an overflowing bathtub. She survived, but it left Evans completely shaken and terrified. This is all creepy enough as it is, but Evans would claim that the demon would contact him on multiple occasions, sometimes demonstrating an ability to speak Latin and Hebrew, and causing all manner of bad luck for the family, including Evans' daughter, coming down with a mysterious respiratory ailment that required hospitalization. He also says that he experienced various paranormal activity in his home, such as flickering lights and moving objects, and that he had even been physically assaulted by the sinister entity, which would leave scratches and bruises behind. He would claim that he came very close to having a nervous breakdown because of all this, and that it very nearly ruined his life. So what we started to talk about before was that this story got out, you know, this kind of blew up. Mm -hmm. And hundreds of other people started telling their own stories, you know, and they look very similar, you know, claiming that it's the same entity. A lot of them claiming that the entity revealed its name to be the same as what Evans had experienced. And Evans even wound up setting up a website specifically for people to relay these stories. And, There are a lot of accounts online, as both of us found out doing our research. People are submitting photos where they think they've captured the entity. Uh, There are stories of people being possessed by it. Evans himself has been on Ghost Adventures. He's written a book with Rosemary Ellen Guiley uh, called The Zozo Phenomenon. So one of the things that we talked about earlier that is suspicious about his story is that he seems to have done very well for himself because of this. Yes, You know, Rosemary Ellen Guiley is a pretty well-respected paranormal researcher, you know, like we were saying before, even before the podcast, that, you know, Ghost Adventures and Zach Bagans, you know, it's a pretty popular brand, Mm -hmm. pretty popular vehicle for telling any kind of story or getting information out there, and he's been involved in that, so there's a lot that benefits him from continuing to tell this story and continuing to do things that might otherwise provoke this entity, including, you know, like we were talking about before the show, you know, trying to summon the thing again on TV. If something had
0: tried to kill my child, I wouldn't go back later and be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll try again. You know what I mean? like, going on to a show and going back to the place where it happened and stuff like that. I can understand telling your story. That's totally, you know, in the realm of normality, but actually going to the scene of the crime and trying to summon it again seems ridiculous to me it seems like something i would never ever even consider but i don't know how much he made off the ghost adventures episode i I can't believe that he got rich off of it but i don't know that just seems like something a sane person wouldn't do
1: yeah and here's a quote from brent swancer about kind of this whole situation with evans he says There has of course been skepticism aimed at the Zozo phenomenon, and much of this revolves around Evans himself. Not only do the great majority of Zozo reports come pouring in after his own account came out, but Evans claims many historical references for the presence of the demon that are very hard to verify. And added to this, he claims that Zozo's symbol is an ancient glyph that serves as the code for the god Saturn, but which was also used by the famous band... Led Zeppelin, of which he is an admitted total superfan. He also didn't do so bad for himself afterwards, appearing on TV and penning a book. Considering all of this, it seems at least possible that he simply made the whole story up, basing parts of it on real historical references, after which it caught on with the internet crowd to become a fast-growing urban legend.
0: Right, and we've seen things like this you know talking about tulpas the slender man murder story where so i don't think there's any question that slender man is is an invention of someone's imagination i mean that's been proven that it was for a uh like a scary story contest or something like that
1: i think it was a no sleep post on reddit actually was it Okay. I think so. I I don't know if that's where it originated, but I'm pretty sure there were stories about it pretty early on there.
0: So it's a bit of a murky background, but nonetheless, can we say that it was an invention of someone's imagination?
1: Yeah, almost definitely.
0: Okay. So, but in the Slenderman murders, these, you know, young girls, I preteen girls allegedly believed that if they murdered their friend, they would get to go live in the slender man's mansion, which was somewhere in the woods. I believe in Wisconsin is where they were from. So that thought form being put out there technically inspired a murder. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe slender man's not real, Uh, In the real world But to the girls it was real And in their heads it was real If you believe them And it You know made them Try and murder their friend Mm -hmm. And I guess the same could be said For for Zozo
1: Right and does a murder Or attempted murder Add to it if it is a tulpa Mm -hmm. Does that make it much much darker Than something that's just there to Scare the kids Yeah, And have fun with. I mean, some of the stories that I found, I don't really want to read any more of them word for word, partially Mm -hmm. because I don't know there's that much more to get out of it. And partially because I don't want to inflict my post cold voice on our listeners for too much longer. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, a lot of them talked about doing this to have fun, you know, but then they got freaked out because not only was it responding, the planchette was getting hot, the planchette was moving in ways that they couldn't explain. And the things it was saying were very aggressive. Mm -hmm. And then the external feelings that came with it, there were a few where the planchette would kind of resist moving to goodbye. There were some where it would get flung off the board Mm -hmm. and still at least one or two more where they mentioned, you know, feeling like there was still something with them. Like they felt it come on when they, you know, initiated contact. But even after they said goodbye and ended the session, the feeling of something being with them persisted for some period of time.
0: Right. And we've seen through mostly, uh, pop culture, I guess that, uh, demons can be driven out once you know their name, that's your power over them. But it's something where he doesn't have to follow your rules. Just because you believe that you go to goodbye on the Ouija board, that doesn't, you know, it's a, it's a thing. It's not set in stone. It's not like in the Bible, they said, you know, well, you can use an Ouija board, but as long as you go to goodbye, everything will be okay. That's something that was put on a board, which was essentially, you know, thought up by a, a person and Demons don't have to play by your rules just because you want to say goodbye. You don't necessarily have the power to drive them away just by going to goodbye on a, on a spirit board. Right. Um, I, I found some other research, um, saying that sometimes Zozo will ask for love and will spell out love. And it's believed that this is to kind of get people to let their guard down. And this is the point where Zozo will try and make a deal. And it doesn't really, the research that I found doesn't really go into specifics about it. Just that I guess it kind of lets people, you know, let their guard down and say, Oh, well this spirit wants love. So it has to be, um, benevolent and it's not trying to hurt us or anything like that. It's, it's about love. And that's kind of scary. And in another article, uh, people have said that it will ask for sex and they have asked it what it eats and it will reply semen. So this, uh, Buddhist researcher said that in buddhism beings that enter from our lower body parts and are attracted to our lower body parts which you know what we're getting at Mm -hmm. are the more negative beings and that's just another reason why we should not engage in you know using a, a ouija board i just thought that was interesting that it's not it's kind of all all over the place or all over the board, no pun intended, (laughs) that Zozo is a trickster. And if he thinks that you're looking for love, then he'll say, yeah, I'm looking for love, too. And if you are. I I don't know, I I can't imagine somebody using an Ouija board to try and get sex, but I, I guess that has has happened. I mean, people are. Weird. I know people think we're weird, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are occult rituals that go into that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God, there's one, I think they were German back in like 1840 called the 99. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they would do is summon these entities that would inhabit the body of a usually they involved some young girl, and either she would copulate. With these like shadow entities that they would summon. Or Mm -hmm. she would be inhabited by them. And copulate with the members. Mm -hmm. But there's something about. This sexual experience that. Either they or the entities they're kind of serving. Got something from. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's what your average person. Trying to use a Ouija board is trying to do. But there. Maybe there is some connection. And something that it can gain from it.
0: I've got to believe that using an Ouija board for sex is not as effective as Tinder. But
1: That's exactly what I was actually thinking.
0: <laughs> going back to Roland Doe, I have been involved in some pretty serious research on that exorcism and that possession and everything, as we know happened mostly here in St. Louis and in the movie The Exorcist I believe that in the beginning the entity that was contacted through the spirit board was Captain Howdy but in real life the spirit that was contacted was Pazuzu Mm -hmm. and Pazuzu is supposed to be the I guess, the lord of the demons of the air. And Pazuzu is, I I guess, a a Mesopotamian demon. And I don't really know exactly how that translates into Christianity. But I, I would assume that Christianity kind of views any Mesopotamian gods as being anti-Christian. Pazuzu is supposed to be basically one of the leaders of these demons and it's believed that Zozo may in fact be Pazuzu. And that's, you know, kind of a play on the name, I guess. But if you were trying to come up with a personality or something like that to to have people contact you, if you said, my name's Pazuzu, and they were familiar with, you know, even the exorcist, uh, they would probably say, oh, I'm not messing with that. But Zozo's kind of a silly name. And, uh, you know, again, I think that goes back to people letting their guard down. But I wanted to talk about a quick story uh, that I did on Exploring Evil about a man who took the name Pazuzu Algorod and I didn't find in any research that he played with a spirit board or an Ouija board or anything like that. But he claimed to be a demon in the gatekeeper of hell and murdered some people. And I just thought it was interesting that he picked the name Pazuzu and it it could be, you know, sheerly for shock value. But in any case, I just thought that was an kind of an interesting aside to the story.
1: It is, yeah. And the link to that Pazuzu Mesopotamian entity is something that lends it a little bit of credibility. Or at least maybe more believability. Because there are so many stories that relate to, I guess, beings from that kind of region and time period. Mm-hmm. Like I think even the ones in the, um, what was that movie called? Just the possession.
0: Uh, The possession had the, uh, the Jewish demon box. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Was that the one with the divot box? Yeah. Cause that was a similar sort of entity that was supposed to be in that movie. I haven't seen that in a while, right. but I remember it spoke like Hebrew. And they brought in a rabbi or something that could also speak it. And he had to kind of Mm -hmm. pray at it or whatever in that language.
0: The uh, actor that portrayed the, um, I I believe he was just a Hasidic Jew. I don't think that he had any uh, standing in the community as far as being a rabbi or anything like that. In the movie uh, was played by Yahu, a Hasidic Jewish reggae singer who, if you haven't heard Live at Stubbs, the album, I strongly suggest it. But that's neither here nor there, really. But it is a good movie, too. And I haven't done a whole lot of research into spirit boards because it's just something that I don't see as an option for me at all to ever use one. So I don't put a whole lot of time into things that, don't concern me in any way. But in my limited research, I have never heard a story that turns out well. And that could just be because the more interesting ones are the ones of demons and stuff like that. But have you ever heard a story of someone using a spirit board that says, oh, yeah, it was definitely my grandpa. And, you know, we talked about our time you know when I was a little kid or anything like that i've I've never heard of a good story, a positive story I should say
1: they they always start out that way. It seems that they think they're talking to some relative or a historical figure or something like that, but no, they never stay positive not 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 in any of them that I've read
0: so as another interesting aside, I got my black mirror in the mail purchased on ebay like we talked about in the last episode i i don't think that it was from an ancient aztec shaman or anything like that but i did do an evp session with it i put my phone on top of it and just did a small little evp session in my house and i did not use the name zozo because you're not supposed to according to all the stories we've heard, you don't say his name, which obviously we've been saying a lot of, but, um, nothing happened. Nothing came through at all. And I was at my house, so that's a good thing for me. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So it had no outcome, I guess.
1: How do you feel about that? Are you relieved or are you kind of disappointed?
0: I guess a little of both. Um, in my opinion, there are spirits everywhere. Perhaps the spirits that remain here on earth are sort of in a purgatory where they don't get to go to heaven yet. Maybe they will one day. Maybe they're doomed to wander the earth forever. But I'm definitely glad that, you know, my windows didn't blow out and I didn't feel dread, and I didn't see any shadows or anything like that. But we have a lot of, you know, blessed items in our house. Uh, We do the, there's kind of a ritual where you use the initial of the first name of the three wise men, and then you write the year at the end of it. And it's a blessing for your home to not let anything evil into your house for that year. And then you have to do it again every year. And our church hands out blessed chalk to write the message in. Hmm. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, that is interesting,
0: but I don't know. Do you have anything else on Zozo?
1: No. No. Not not from my research, just kind of a personal conclusion, though, which is I don't think I don't think it's a real. Demon, the way we're thinking about it, Mm -hmm. I think it's probably some lower level entity that is either created by or pumped up by the attention that it gets.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, hold on a second. By lower level entity. um. You know, we know that there's, I guess, rankings in Christian angels. You know, you have the archangels, and then it kind of goes on down the line. And do we believe that about demons as well? That there's some that are like, okay, this is the right hand of Lucifer and this demon is super powerful and then there's lesser demons. Is that what you're going with for less, lesser entity or lower level entity? Or is it something completely different from a demonic force?
1: No, I'm, I am saying what you're suggesting, but I'm divorcing it from the sort of religious context. Okay. So I think it's more of like some kind of trickster entity. That is, you know, like I said, getting something out of scaring people. That seems the most likely to me. I think maybe Darren had some real experience, but I don't know how much of it is really true. Mm -hmm. But it could all be true. I mean, we don't know. He wrote a book about it, but that it's, it's one of those things. If somebody has a tragedy and then they have some kind of benefit that comes after people like to say that they brought it on themselves. Mm hmm. So I don't know if that's the case, but most of the stories are dark, but relatively harmless. Mm-hmm. You know, they end up scared for a couple of days, but then everything kind of goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. There are a few that don't. And I think maybe there is some real entity out there. There's like a real one. And then there are mm-hmm. these tricksters that are kind of playing at it. Sure. That seems most likely to me. But I do actually think that there are probably spirits all over the place. And I remember seeing as a kid, like when when there wasn't all this ghost stuff on TV and it was a lot harder to find anything like this, there was some program that was about these ghostly encounters and they told it from a narrative perspective and it was really, really well done. And I just remember this one particular line from this uh, experiencer. They had been playing with Ouija boards as kids. Okay. And... It initiated this series of, you know, negative experiences that wound up causing the family to have to move. But they asked, are there other ghosts around or something like that? And they said that what the board spelled out was phantoms fill the skies around you. Wow. And that the way that is phrased has always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It's epic. Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: My thought process goes to if a demon is out there and you are opening the door, perhaps going along with your trickster thought that if it believes that you'll talk to it longer or you'll be more afraid or it will make you weaker, then it would say, sure, I'm Zozo you know it's not they have no responsibility to be honest or ethical in any way and it would be easy really i mean if if you can physically make someone make movements on a spirit board to spell out zozo then maybe that's something that would keep people engaged longer and it would allow Whatever's out there to feed on your fear or anxiety or whatever, and to me it's no different than uh you know someone a criminal dressing up as an electrician to try and get into your house or something like that. you know it's like it'll say whatever it has to to get whatever it wants, and if saying it's Zozo gets it more. Of what it wants or closer to what it wants, then why wouldn't it say that? Right. Good point. But I think in the end, whether a real demon, a lower level entity, a tulpa, it's probably something to be left alone. And I definitely wouldn't recommend using a spirit board. I, I think a lot of people are taken aback because and I don't want to get this wrong, and it could be both companies, but Parker Brothers and or Milton Bradley have sold Ouija boards as a game that's no different than Monopoly or Shoots and Ladders. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, makes it seem innocent when it's really not.
1: Yeah, it's not like there's any obstacle to getting those. You know, if you... There are a lot of things that if you go to the store and try to buy, you got to get somebody to unlock something for you or get them down. But yeah, you're right there. Just right there. Next to everything else.
0: Do you remember a few years ago, maybe more than a few years ago, that there was a game that kids were playing where they would spin the pencil? I can't think of the name of the... Uh, it was Charlie. Do you remember the uh, Charlie game?
1: Yeah, it sounds really familiar.
0: Uh, There was supposed to be a spirit named Charlie that was getting kids to contact it. And it was through spinning a pencil or something like that to get letters to spell out words. Uh, The Charlie Charlie Challenge is a modern incarnation of the Spanish paper and pencil game called Juego de la Peciera. Like a magic 8-ball, the game is played by teenagers using held or balanced pencils to produce answers to questions they ask. So it's basically, you have a piece of paper that across the top it says no and yes, and then across the bottom it says yes and no. And you put a pencil down the middle facing, um, north, south. And then you put a pencil over the top of that facing east, west, and then you ask questions and the pencil that's on top is supposed to spin to the answer. Hmm. So I guess that's, you know, that's something anyone can do. Um, and it says, if you do not say goodbye to Charlie, you were inviting the demon along with its chaos into your home. So again, it's going to saying goodbye. And to me, demons could be like telemarketers. You know, (laughs) you can say goodbye a hundred times and eventually, you know, you have to be a dick. And I I try and be polite because people are doing their job. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I live in an apartment and they won't stop talking to me about getting my roof done, finally, you have to be like, dude, I live in a fucking apartment leave me alone, take me off your list. Yeah. And, you know, then inevitably the next day they call a different person from the same company. Hey, you know, we were in your neighborhood and saw your roof and it looks like you need some work. And I don't see why demons would be any different. You know, saying goodbye isn't, isn't going to necessarily make them leave. If it were that easy, no one would ever have been possessed.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's true. Oh, I'm trying to resist all the uh, telemarketer stories I've (laughs) got. Although I can tell you one, which is a buddy of mine that I worked with in my old job. He would get these scam calls on his work phone all the time, his his company cell phone, but it's a company cell phone, so you got to answer the number. Right. So he would answer, and I remember the one time he put it on speaker. He was like, I think this is a scam. And he put it on speaker and they said, hi, this is so-and-so from Microsoft. And mm-hmm. your computer has a virus and we need to help you with it. And he goes, oh no, I don't, I don't have a computer anymore. They're like, you don't have a computer? No, no, we need to fix your virus. And he goes, my, my house burned down. I don't have a computer anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I don't understand. No, you're, you have a virus or you, we need to fix your virus. And he's like, I don't, I don't have a house anymore. And eventually they just like hung up they got so confused
0: or maybe the next time i get a telemarketer i'm going to say i am the demon zozo you will experience horrible things in your life if you do not take me off your list
1: that might do it my uncle got rid of some that kept pestering him about carpet carpet cleaning
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: he apparently talked to them for quite a while, and he was like, okay, so you can do this kind of carpet. What about shag? And they're like, yeah, we can do shag. He's like, what about what about the carpet on the ceiling? And they're like, what? He goes, yeah, on the ceiling. And they hung up. But apparently, he told me some guy called back a while later and was like, on the ceiling, huh? That's pretty good. We haven't heard that yeah. one before.
0: Well, maybe if I get a call about carpeting, I'm going to say, well, I do have this cell in my basement that <laughs> I would really like to be soundproofed can you guys soundproof with carpeting
1: god yeah is
0: it gonna bother you if there's someone there chained up can you guys work around that i really can't can't take them out of my dungeon
1: as long as you don't mind going in this little room yourself to work i mean i won't shut the door don't worry
0: right right you can barely hear any yelling out of there right now so i'm hoping with the carpet it'll be completely quiet I don't know. But any final thoughts on Zozo?
1: No. Nope. I think I've said everything I need to say. Just stay away. Might sound like a fun time, especially now around Halloween, but no good will come of it.
0: Right. Right. Like we said, we've never heard a good story from a spirit board. So... And that that goes for for anything, you know, the Charlie game, just because you, you know, write stuff, you know, you make a spirit board on a piece of paper, you know, you write out the letters with a pencil and you use a coin as your planchette. It doesn't matter. It's, It's the intention of communicating with the spirit world that opens you up to these things. It's, it doesn't have to be, you know, a board from the 1700s that was used by Alistair Crawley. It it could be anything. It's the intent. It's not the board that's haunted. You know, it's the fact that you are opening yourself up, Mm. in my
1: opinion. Yeah. I think people have a natural skepticism, true and kind of they want to like stand off from stuff like that that they don't understand i went to the st louis art museum with a buddy of mine years ago and we were in the basement where they have like sarcophagi and these ancient egyptian sort of artifacts Mm -hmm. and he just walked right in the middle of the the aisle Mm -hmm. like didn't want to be too close to it didn't want to Accidentally touch anything, and I was like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "All this shit is haunted." <laughs> He's like, "I'm not touching nothing." He's like, "If I accidentally like trip and catch myself on that, something's following me home." He's like, "I'm not, mm, no way." And he was like, "A hundred percent convinced." Right. So I would get kind of close to him and like push him with my my shoulder a little bit. He's like, <laughs> "Dude, stop." Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that tells you something too that we all have this kind of natural, built-in instinct about it. So. Absolutely. Follow your instinct, have good intentions, and you'll generally be fine.
0: And if your dog is barking at a blank spot in the corner and growling and looks scared, maybe you need to do a cleansing. Yeah, so that's basically all I've got too. Yeah, stay away from it. It's not smart. It's not worth the risk. I mean, if you look at a risk-reward you know, there's certain things. You know, hey, you want to invest in this company? They look like they're on the way up. Well, there's a risk reward. You know, you could risk a dollar and you could lose it, or you could make a hundred dollars off it, or you could risk a thousand and make a hundred thousand, or lose it all. But when you're dealing with demons, you could really lose it all. Yeah, the potential to gain something out of it is not worth it. What's the best you could hope for by using? In a Ouija board.
1: Money, knowledge, contact with a loved one. There's not that much positive that you can hope to come out of it.
0: And the worst is you could end up possessed by a demon or have your one-year-old almost being drowned in the bathtub. So yeah, the risk isn't worth it. Let us, let us tell you the scary stories. You don't need to live them out. Learn from the people that have made mistakes in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, so thanks for listening, Crypt Keepers. Don't forget to tell all your friends, enemies, and even strangers on the street about your favorite paranormal podcast. You can email questions, comments, and case suggestions to Podcast at gmail.com. C-R-Y-P-T-I-Q-U-E podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review because that's the best way for us to reach a larger audience. Don't forget to check out Movie Hell and Exploring Evil everywhere you find cryptique. Good night, leave the Ouija board alone, and look for our next episode right around the corner.